0: welcome to foundations of emo hosted by claire and danny each episode we take one of our favorite bands and dive deep into their history and origins reminiscing on our own emo roots along the way
1: <laughs> the way you said danny there was so funny because i was trying as well <laughs> hosted by claire and danny
0: <laughs> and i knew if i looked at you i was gonna laugh so i was trying to whoo i did it i did, you it. did it
1: you did it with no script well done no script
0: one try. I'm You're a pro- professional lady. <laughs> no, wait, I think I mean something else. <laughs> lady of the night. Yes, that's me.
1: Where are we? Brussels?
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Claire and I are just home from Brussels. Well, we're home a couple of days. Yeah, that was a trip. It was an experience. Yeah. That's all I'll say. I
1: mean, the gig was unreal.
0: Yes, we saw Fallout Boy on the So Much for Stardust tour. It was incredible. It was incredible. It was everything I wanted. The set list was beautiful. The set list was perfect. Just, it was such a good mix. They did like three songs in a row from Take This To Your Grave. Oh,
1: so good. Mix of, like there was very little stardust on it.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really weird because yeah. it used to start, yeah the yeah, stardust tour or tour dust as they called it.
1: <laughs> but I was okay with that though.
0: Like I do, lo- I really like the new album, but like I'm still happy to see the old songs to be fair. Yeah.
1: And Patrick Stump is amazing. He's such a little
0: cutie. He did a little piano bit. Where he did Golden and what was the other song um, he did?
1: Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, that's not their song. Then he did another song as well. That <laughs> it was Save Rock and Roll.
0: Oh, Save Rock yeah. and Roll, yeah. He was unreal and he actually said he was nervous and then he always fucks it up. And I was like, oh no, it's no, okay. Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> so the gig was incredible, but Brussels was strange. And Brussels I feel like. He's strange. I will not be back.
1: I expected it to be very.
0: Posh. Metropolitan or something. Because I think cause it's the centre of the EU. Yeah. I thought it was going to be very cool and market and I don't know
1: and it is not whatsoever
0: like we stayed in a really dodgy area which was obviously I don't think- a mistake but even in the city center there was not a lot going yeah, on yeah
1: I was gonna say I don't think the area in was necessarily dodgy I think once you went outside that area where all the like government buildings were and everything it was dodgy yeah yeah it's pretty dodgy there's a lot of sirens
0: sirens every two seconds so many sirens there were ladies in the windows there, there were men. men propositioning us yeah. all the time <laughs> There was a lot uh, uh, we're home safe so that's the main thing yeah
1: but uh maybe next time if we're going to a european tour we will not pick brussels
0: yeah no definitely not we'll try somewhere else and hope for the best well why are we here today
1: Claire? we are here to talk about simple plan did you enjoy listening to them spoiler alert no (laughs) neither did I I would like I kind of the reason I picked them was because they came up on one of my playlists I think I was like do you remember this song and then I went back and went through all their songs and I was like I know all these songs but actually, it turns out I only know the first two albums, and I know nothing about them after that. I was
0: actually surprised by how many singles they have, because I think if you told me to name a Simple Plan song, I probably could have named like one to two. Yeah. But then, as I was listening, I was like, "Oh, I know this one. Oh, I know this one. I know, I know this one." And I've never listened to them before, so it was all just singles that I've heard. Or they all sound the same. Well, that as well. They, they very much sound the same. <laughs>
1: well, are you ready to learn all about them? Yes, I hope they have a, an interesting story well, at least. You know say interesting let's go for it simple plan are canadian and formed all the way back in 1999 in what must be a complete first for us the current lineup consists of pierre chuck jeff and sebastian who have been in the band since its inception oh my god i know that's actually crazy isn't it since 1999 yeah i can't do maths that's a lot of years that's a lot of years <laughs> 24 <laughs> that wasn't even hard i noticed that i did not use their surnames and i won't be because they're french and i cannot pronounce them
0: I can't speak French. Danny also
1: doesn't speak French, as evidenced by
0: (laughs) us being in Brussels. I did it for five years in secondary school, and I've been doing it on Duolingo for the past almost year. And it turns out I still can't speak
1: French. So We were in a taxi, and the poor taxi man could only speak Spanish or French. So he started speaking to us in French, and there was just like blank stares. Like our friends, Ken and Caroline, were there. And Ken was up the front and he was like, nope. And Caroline tried French as well, I think. And then we were like, okay, try Spanish. Because I did Spanish in school and Danny Duolingo's in Spanish. And we were like, nope, still no (laughs) clue.
0: (laughs) It was bad, it was bad. So anyway,
1: we're going to go with first names here. So Pierre and Chuck were in a band together in 1993 called Reset. They were only 13 at the time, but they later toured Canada with bands called Face to Face and Ten Foot Pole, who I've never heard of. (laughs) Ten Foot Pole, brilliant name. (laughs) And they actually released an album in 1997. However, Chuck was unhappy with the musical direction and left in 1998 to go to college. There he met with his former high school friends and guitarists Jeff and Sebastian the following year, and they formed Simple Plan. That same year, Pierre and Chuck reacquainted at a Sugar Ray concert, Hmm. and Pierre decided Simple Plan sounded better than Reset, and he joined them instead. Bassist David French, surname, (laughs) replaced Pierre in Reset. However, six months later, he also left and joined Simple Plan. It was the place to be. Poor Reset. (laughs) Imagine all your band members just go and form a new band. Who was left in Reset? Was there, like, many? I don't know. So I'm referring to them as Simple Plan, but actually when they formed, they were considering naming themselves Touchdown 999. Oh, Jesus, I'm glad they
0: went with Simple Plan.
1: Yeah, they changed it to Simple Plan, which was taken from a 1998 film of the same name. Don't know it. Don't know it either. So, Simple Plan were originally signed to Lava Records, which is part of Universal Music Group, but were signed to Atlantic Records shortly after. They spent over a year recording their debut album, No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Makes me laugh every time.
1: With producer Arnold Lanny. It is a good name, though. Lanny? No the album name
0: Oh the album name <laughs> Jesus Christ I actually when I saw it on Spotify I was like that sounds vaguely familiar to me but I was like it's such a like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah not We're fun boys which is kind of Willies <laughs> It's the running theme throughout this
0: It, it reminds me of, like very early blink like and their like yeah. toilet humor kind yeah, of thing Yeah toilet that's, humor that's exactly mm. it yeah
1: According to Pierre the recording took so long because there was clashes between Lanny and the band Lanny ultimately wanted Pierre to sound more Whiny, as he felt it would help the band sound more unique, and Pierre later regretted this. The theme of the album is basically about being an outcast, which led people to draw comparisons between them and Blink-182, Yeah, Good Charlotte, I called it. and Newfound Glory.
0: Yeah, when I listened to the first two albums, I was like, they really remind me of early Good Charlotte, like mm-hmm. really. Yeah. But I remember like hearing them and hearing Good Charlotte and being obsessed with Good Charlotte, and always hating Simple Plan. But now that I listen to it, I'm like, why did I not like this? It sounds exactly like Good Charlotte.
1: I liked Simple Plan, but were they more cringe? Yeah, I don't know what it was. But then you think about that, and then I'm like, how are they more cringe when you listen to Good Charlotte? And they're like, this one goes out (laughs) to every kid who ever got picked last in gym class. Like, that's cringe
0: as well. Yeah, true. That's why I don't really understand why I didn't connect with Simple Plan, but did with Good Charlotte when they're so similar.
1: Yeah. Mark Hoppus actually does backup vocals for the first song on the album, I Do Anything, Hmm. because they became friends when Reset toured with them in 1997. Think of the amount of fart jokes. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And Joe Madden provides backup vocals on You Don't Mean Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Following the album's release, the band went on a number of tours with bands like Sugar Ray and Blink-182. During their touring, they were accused of selling out by fans due to how commercial sounding they had become. They appeared on... Yes, of course, Jimmy came alive and supported Avril Lavigne on her tour in the US. So, literally, they, the fans were saying they sounded like they
0: were too commercial during yeah, the first album? Yeah, I think L? these were,
1: like, reset fans. Oh, oh okay, that's fair enough. Because yeah. I was
0: like, more commercial than what? Like, yeah, literally just, just came out.
1: <laughs> but they are very commercial. I think that was their whole
0: Yeah, it's um, very formulaic. It's very yeah. samey, radio-friendly. Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, we're, like, a little bit punk, but, like, we're still good yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: like the wish.com version of fuck so no pads no helmets just balls received the usual mixed reviews from critics one particular review I liked was by Todd Crystal for All Music when he said quote the band don't have anything new to say but at least they sound like they're having a good time saying it (laughs) okay (laughs) however commercially it was a huge success and was certified double platinum wow Mm. did you have it Mm, yes I think I did I don't know yeah A random fact, Simple Plan performed and recorded the theme song for a rebooted installment of the Scooby-Doo franchise, What's New, Scooby-Doo, and the show used the band's intro throughout its entire run until it finished in 2006. Wow, okay. Yeah, all this stuff that we knew nothing about. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I watched Scooby-Doo. I think they're actually really successful, obviously in Canada, like French Canadians obviously love them because they're French Canadian, but maybe just not as popular in Europe. Hmm. because I would never have said Scooby-Doo would reach out to them and be like, here. Yeah, that's wild to me. Because, I mean,
0: Patrick Stump now does the theme song for the Spider-Man cartoon. Does he? Yeah. Indy <laughs> was watching it one day, and I just, the credits, like, rolled, and I was like, that is Fallout Boy! And she looked at me, and she's like, what? I was like, that is Fallout Boy. And it wasn't, it's only Patrick, but I... Okay, She yeah, was yeah. like, how do you know? And I was like, I would know the sweet tones of Patrick Stump anywhere! <laughs> and then I Googled it, and I was correct, but... Like, I mean, how long have follow Up were yeah, been exactly, around for them yeah. to get Patrick to do it? Oh, it seems so crazy that they're brand new and doing things like that.
1: Patrick is way more talented. Oops, sorry I said it. Correct. <laughs> so their second studio album was called Still Not Getting Any, which was apparently in relation to the fact that they still weren't really getting any positive reviews from critics. I just presumed it was sex. <laughs> I mean, probably that too, but who knows? <laughs> The band was touring so much that they only had about three months to write songs for this album, which led to frequent arguments between Pierre and Chuck. By the end of 2003, they had about 10 to 15 ideas for new songs and recorded the album the following year. Now, this is wild to me, right? Because it's just not what I think of when I think of Simple Plan. Producer Bob Rock met the band and said that he wanted to do the Black Album, but with Simple Plan songs. What? Yes, the Black Album, as in Metallica. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I can definitely see where you would get them mixed up sometimes. Uh-huh. When I was listening to their back catalogue, I was like, Jesus, is this Metallica?
1: <laughs> no, it's Is, this, is this Lars Ulrich? <laughs> <laughs> because of this, the band went with a bigger and more open sound. The group placed less emphasis on pop punk and went with more straightforward rock. The closing song is called Untitled, which was apparently because they literally couldn't think of anything else to call it.
0: Is it not called Untitled and then something in brackets?
1: However, it has since been retitled untitled in brackets how could this happen to me
0: yeah i know because it was gonna be my song to skip and then i found a different how song to skip
1: this me?
0: it was horrific that yeah. is a horrific song and i would May also like to say stay. i don't think the album is more rock i think it's no exactly it's, the same as the first album. i
1: couldn't tell the difference between what songs are on this and what songs are on no pads no helmets they're all the same.
0: Because this album has Shut Up, doesn't it? And then yeah. the first album has like Addicted and... Uh, I'm a
1: dick, I'm addicted. Something else. See, I don't know. They're all the same, right? Really. Sorry, I Can't Be Perfect. Is that on the first? Sorry. See, these are... They're very similar albums. Yeah. See, we can't decide. The album was released at the end of 2004 and according to reviews, people did actually recognise this move towards more straightforward rock, which I just really... I can't notice. What people? Your moms?
0: <laughs> like... <laughs> yes honey I hear the rock yes
1: (laughs) what's that Pierre oh yes absolutely ah oui oui le rock (laughs) (laughs) see I
0: can't speak French Claire fuck you (laughs) Uh,
1: another cracker review came from the New York Times which concluded quote individually the songs are catchy but as they pile up over the length of the album it's impossible not to wonder whether the singer's endless complaints didn't drive anyone away (laughs) It is kind of fair It is very whiny <laughs> it's, it, But it's just so samey I'm like Is this the last song I was listening to Is
0: this Have we moved on To the next song yeah. Is this the They're all so similar Like it's yeah. actually Wild Like we've listened To some bad music Like Escape the Fate And stuff like that That's like Actively bad But this is just like They're literally all the same Like I can't even I can't even hate them I'm just like, I just, yeah, like It's I like, I like listening To the same song Over and over yeah, and over yeah, again yeah.
1: Like, yeah When I listened to Simple Plan I always felt quite Woe is me after a few songs, and like I learned to play a few on the guitar, <laughs> one of which was like "Welcome to My Life," yes. and I used to sing them in the in my room. And I'm sure my parents were like, "What is she doing?" There's me. No, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so misunderstood. Oh, so misunderstood. That's me. However, this still also managed to be certified platinum. So the band toured to promote this album until early 2006 then took some time off and began writing their third studio album in 2007. The self-titled album was recorded in the same studio in Montreal, where they recorded Still Not Getting Any, and the first single from it was released in October that year called When I'm Gone, which became the band's highest charting single in the UK. Which one is that? I don't even I couldn't tell you. I would have
0: said Addicted was their biggest song. I would have said that as well. Because they used to play it on Spin 103.8 all the time. Did they? Yeah, all the time.
1: Which was the one, maybe it was showed up that... Was that the video where they were like dancing around some rich people's banquet or something? Oh Jesus, I have no idea. I don't I know think the that was the videos. Up. So, Simple Plan, the album was released in February two thousand and eight, and was described as a large musical departure. Here we go from the band's previous albums because it was more love-based than teen angst. Again, didn't get that vibe. No, I will
0: say, after listening to all six of their albums consecutively, I was so amazed at a band who did not in any way ever try to do something different.
1: Like, ever. Like, it was the same album. (laughs) But that makes them different to all the other bands we've listened to. They didn't have that album in between where it was like, wow, this is different. They just all sound the exact same.
0: But as we said, they've been together for 24 years. And in that time, they're still making the exact same music. Like, exactly the same. It is wild to me.
1: I think the album cover for this one, though, is actually noticeably different because it features the band looking very forlorn. In black and white. No. Compared to still not getting any where the band looked very angsty and what looks like some sort of burnt out bus. <laughs> but this was apparently due to a fan based poll because the original album cover was supposed to be them against a fire backdrop. So only three of the songs on this album are credited solely to Simple Plan. The rest were all co-written by a variety of people including, get this, former Limp Bizkit member DJ Lethal. How does this sound exactly the
0: same then if they've got like loads of co-writers on it? Oh I don't know. Because maybe Simple Plan songs are so formulaic that it's quite easy to like someone to write one.
1: I think I could write a Simple Plan song. I think anyone could. I've had a really bad day. It sucks being me. Things are getting in my way. <laughs> think I'll have a cup of tea. <laughs> See? <laughs> How could you have an album?
0: Double platinum. <laughs>
1: So this album wait till you hear this was likened to various other bands including afi green day fallout boy and U2. you too
0: you too you too wow
1: bono like i don't know who likened them to it but somebody did
0: i don't like you too it's not like i'm offended by the the comparison but it's just what <laughs>
1: I hear no U2 on this, but there you go. So this album was nominated for 2008 Juno Awards in the Best Album category, but lost to Nickelback's Dark Horse. Again, the band toured extensively to promote this album all over the world, including Canada, the US and Europe. But most noticeably was the shows they played in Dubai and Tel Aviv because they played them as a four-piece due to David, French name, being absent due to a family emergency. French name. <laughs> I that, does does Rossier sure not a whole load of excitement happened for the next year so just more touring and writing for their next record which they announced in March for release in June 2011 the album was untitled at the time but they then announced the title a month later
0: get your heart on oh god yes (laughs) how could I forget that again it's the toilet humor get your heart on You know what that means.
1: Uh, I literally never heard of this until I saw this episode. And for some reason, I thought it sounded like a live album or something. But yeah, it has been confirmed that it is a dick joke, alluding to an erection. mm, So mature. (laughs) But guess what? This album drew comparisons to Infinity on High. No. Yeah. Just no. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) It also features a few collaborations, did you notice this, with people such as Natasha Bedingfield... Yes, actually, I did
0: look at my phone and I was like... so
1: random. That is random. Although R-
0: 2011 was probably like the height of her fame. Yeah, she
1: probably released really that. Um, what was it? Rivers. <laughs> Rivers from Weezer and Alex Gaskarth from All Time Low. The closing track was very reminiscent of their first two albums, which ended with Perfect and Untitled, if you can remember. This track was... This song saved my life. Jesus Christ. And the lyrics <laughs> consist of messages from fans. There's also a bonus track in the album, which was originally written for the Simple Plan album, but didn't make the cut. So the music video for this song, Save My Life, was intended to highlight the consequences of human trafficking and shows a person putting on a new shirt, then finding a note in it that says, help me, and cuts to Vietnamese children sewing shirts in a factory. Oh my
0: god, that's a bit fucking deep for Simple Plan, isn't it? I don't think I've ever seen that. I feel um, like I remember that.
1: I mean, it kind of sounds familiar to me the whole like finding a note in the shirt, but like surely someone would have noticed between production and packaging that there was a note in the shirt. <laughs> Didn't that happen in like a factory?
0: Yeah. A couple of years ago. I, I was really surprised about. that they got Rivers from Weezer. Like, I know they're so big, but I'm just like, he's so like esteemed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they must have all these mates, though. Like, the fact that they're still friends with Blink-182. Hmm. I
0: don't
1: know. And, like, it all seemed to happen very quickly for them. There was none of this. They had to play a show and then get signed. I feel like they had friends in high places. Yeah, yeah.
0: It just seems like they just took off straight away. Yeah.
1: Weird. So get your heart on. Receive mostly positive reviews. At this stage, critics seem to just accept the fact that Simple Plan are who they are and they do what they do in a poppy-catchy way. Kerrang was blunt, stating... It may not be rocket science, but there is an art to doing this right, and Simple Plan have once again pulled it off.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: It debuted at number two on the Canadian albums chart, only behind Adele. Wow, okay. But here's what we were saying about how maybe they're not as popular. So it didn't do too well in the US, and sold only 9,000 copies before falling off the chart completely the week after.
0: 9,000 is very small.
1: Yeah, so obviously in Canada they're huge, not so Mm. much in the US. Yeah. This album was very poppy to me. And I completely agree with the reviews of it when they say they're never going to break new ground. But what they do, they do well for that genre. Yeah, it was just much the
0: same, really. Whatever that genre is. <laughs> it's like simple plan genre. Poppy, whiny, woe is me. Like, even the lyrics are, like, very juvenile, I found, of all the songs. I'll like, they're very right basic now. and yeah. they're very, like, just embarrassing,
1: honestly. Yeah, and I can't describe why they're embarrassing because, so we said this before about, like, Fall Out Boy and Taken Back Sunday. Like, their lyrics are, like, smart and poetry and, like, They have substance to them, and then the likes of Good Charlotte are just very
0: not woke up in the morning. (laughs) You know, got out of bed. It's just like you're just. Oh, I don't know. But I don't
1: know why it works for some bands and it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know if it's a combo of the simple music and the simple lyrics. Simple plan. Simple plan. Maybe that's where it comes from. (laughs) Who knows? That's the formula. (laughs) But there's exciting news for their next album, though, because in 2014. When they were beginning to record demos, they announced that one of our favorite people, Mr. Arrow, was working with them on their next album. Why, Frank? I know. <laughs> they released a single called Saturday in summer 2015, but stated that it would not be on the album. And then two months later, they released another one called Boom, which is going to be on the album. They released a music video on the same day, which is basically footage of them from the first half of 2015, and had cameos from bands like All Time Low, Pierce the Vale, Silverstein, and Parkway Drive, to name a few. Okay. So they released two more songs the following month, one of which was I Don't Want to Go to Bed and featured none other than rapper Nelly.
0: That was so strange. And yeah. also that song is horrific. Mm-hmm.
1: And it sounds like a song he'd feature on, I Don't Want to Go to Bed. I actually,
0: I I looked at my phone, I was on the bus and I looked at it and I said, I Don't Want to Go to Bed featuring Nelly. And I was like, featuring Nelly? So then I like really paid attention to the song because sometimes you can kind of zone out and yeah, stop yeah. listening. But I was like, I really want to hear this. And the song was just like, i don't want to go to bed i don't want to go go to to bed bed. i don't want to go to bed which is i don't want to go to and it was i was like are there other
1: lyrics in this song is that it But i feel like that's why their songs are catchy and get stuck in your head because they're just so repetitive and like oh childish
0: again i don't want to go to bed neither does my five-year-old like she really doesn't she's had none of it today (laughs) she's still calling us
1: (laughs) oh so they announced the album title would be taking one for the team it was released through Atlantic Records again in February 2016, but was also their last album released through this record label as its release meant they had fulfilled their contract with them. So this album debuted at number four on the Canadian albums chart and this meant they had a perfect streak of top tens for their first five studio albums. I also feel like
0: like their first two albums had like a lot of singles that got big over here. But then, like, I hadn't heard about them in years no. when all these albums were coming out. No,
1: genuinely, I got really excited when I was like, I'm going to do Civil Plan because I was like, maybe they only have three albums. Yeah. But no, they have six. I feel like having a perfect streak of top tens is an achievement, but it's definitely not an achievement I would associate with them. Mm. I would never say that. But I guess it just proves, even though critics might say they don't bring anything new to the table, it's working in some ways. I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> but this was also the last album the band released as a quintet. So dun, a dun, dun. review of this album that I particularly enjoyed was published by an online magazine called Consequence of Sound, which commended the band for their longevity and said, quote, When the punches land, you want to bless these guys for sticking to their guns and not growing up. But the misses are real and painful, and they make taking one for the team a far more embarrassing listen than it needed to be. <laughs> so good. In 2017, an anniversary tour was announced to commemorate the 15-year anniversary of "No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls." So, from May to June 2017, David Frenchname had been on hiatus from touring while he was at home recovering from depression. During which the band had a touring musician called Chady Awad. Phil, oh, what? <laughs> well, okay, so or else it's Chaddy. Chady, Chady C H A D Y. How do you pronounce that? Oh God, I've I no idea. Chayward? No, <laughs> Chayward. You are know, just giving me I'm going to call
0: him j Anyway,
1: this fella, he filled in on bass and Pierre and Sebastian divided his vocal parts. This was the second time David had been absent from the band. That's what I was thinking. I was like, did he never come back that time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Following this tour, the band announced they would begin recording their sixth album in 2018. And that same year, they also filmed scenes for a punk rock musical called Summertime Dropouts. Jesus. <laughs> Sounds like a band name, Summertime It's. But in summer 2019, fear not, they reunited with David and marked his official return to the band. They also announced they were now free agents as their contract had been fulfilled with Atlantic Records. Mike, was that a hint? They'd be like, hey guys, we're free agents. (laughs) Can someone please sign us? Thanks. Don't all (laughs) rush at once.
0: (laughs) We know what we're doing. It's the same thing we've done for the last 20 years.
1: (laughs) So there was still no sign of this new album, although they did release a song with State Champs and We the Kings. And then, in 2020, a year after David made his official return to the band, Pervert Stories. Oh no! It was announced he had officially left due to sexual misconduct allegations on social media. Of
0: course. Are
1: we surprised? (laughs) I
0: feel like it's been a while since we've had a pervert.
1: But even Simple Plan have a pervert. Yes, everyone does. Everyone has a pervert. But, get this, not only that, five days later, his touring replacement, Chady Awad, also left a ban due to miss sexual misconduct allegations. <laughs> wow. They got multiple perverts. Imagine getting That's screwed. unusual. Yeah. <laughs> Usually just
0: the one, token pervert.
1: But like imagine having a pervert and then you replace the pervert with the pervert. You're like,
0: same vibe as that first guy we had. <laughs> kind of pervy. I like that.
1: After this, David admitted to what he called harmful interactions with women. Jesus Christ, what does that mean? I don't know. But an anonymous accuser on social media posted that he had started making inappropriate jokes with her when she was a minor before having consensual sex with her when she came of age. She alleged that he had invited others for group sex without her knowledge, threatened her and demeaned her. David pledged to seek professional help to educate himself and act appropriately in the future.
0: I mean, the fact he waited till she was of age to have sex with her, like after grooming her from the time she was underage, like... I don't think he needs to be educated on proper conduct. Like I thought
1: you were going to be like fair play to him. I was like, no.
0: <laughs> no, but it's just like he went to like educate himself. Up, like, you know, no, babe. You know yeah. what you're doing, chicken.
1: <laughs> what, educate him what the consensual age is? Like, come on. <laughs> Might just go off on a tangent here. Tangent for a little while yeah cool. you know with all this whole Ramsey and come to dublin thing mm-hmm. like the amount of people who are like oh but the allegations were dropped
0: yeah the allegations are nearly always dropped
1: they're like so it's not true because there was no evidence and it's like hmm, no so obviously we all know i'm a true crime junkie but half the time these things are dropped because They don't have physical evidence, they have circumstantial evidence, and they don't want to go to trial, because once they go to trial, they can't go to trial again. So they need to wait until they have a solid case, or else they're never going to win it. Mm -hmm. And in situations like this, most of the time, it is a he said, she said type of thing. And while I am, I would like to believe that no woman would ever make up a story, I'm sure it does happen. There's definitely women out there who would probably ruin someone's life by saying it, but... There are so many women coming forward about him with all these stories, there's no way it's
0: not true yeah no 100% I had a very angry rant on like my personal Instagram about it because the amount of people who were excited to see them play in Dublin and I was like he was literally like just like everyone came forward about him and loads of different stories came from loads of different women and like the main woman hurt the case was dropped uh, because there was no evidence everyone's like well he was innocent
1: then I was like no he's not because things like what is it he has a suck room under the stage yeah the suck box things like that like is that legal probably not so even if that is true they're not going to bring him to court over it
0: yeah and for people who don't know apparently he had a room like under the stage set up in every venue he we went to and there was a woman that worked with him who went out into the audience and picked out girls and were like hey do you want to meet the singer of Ramstein?" and obviously they're at his gig so they're like yes i love him and then they're brought to the room under the stage and expected to suckbox box him shall i say and that's how this all came out is that a girl came forward and said she felt like she was spiked like she was brought to that room to meet him but she started feeling really weird and like she thinks someone was putting her drink and then she was expected to do things to him, but she didn't. But she came out with her story basically and said that she was spiked and like expected to perform sexual things for him. And it's really strange because I found this article about it and all, it was like a timeline of events. And in the timeline, Rammstein kept coming out and saying, oh, we would never spike any drinks and like tre- threatening to sue anyone who talked about the drugging side of it but there was no denial of like anything else Talk except for the drugging
1: see that's what i mean people are like oh but he's innocent it's like innocent of what though because regardless of whether the girls that they invited into this room were of age or not you're still taking advantage of the fact that you're in that position they they're a fan yeah. yeah you're inviting these women there because you know that they are more likely to do that stuff to you because you are seen as like this higher being in their eyes and they worship you. And you're taking advantage of that situation.
0: Yeah, it's a power play regardless of like the age or the consent even given. Like it's this power imbalance there. It's still gross. And also he's a six-year-old man who is hideous, may I say. Like there's literally no way that anyone would dream of doing anything to him. Except for because, like, he sings in a band.
1: He's gross. So don't go see them, okay? Thanks. Even though I know loads of people who are going to see them. Yeah. All men.
0: (laughs) I've actually seen women say they're really excited that they got tickets. And they're usually women who are really vocal about these things. And it's weird. It's like, oh, like, it was fine when we could badmouth bands we didn't like. But, like, I pretend I do not see it, you know? It's like... Oh, I don't know. All the bands we have to stop listening to because they're perverts. I
1: know. And
0: we do. We don't just be like, well, I still like their music, so yeah. it's fine.
1: Like we said it before, that band that we never name, I would love to have the girl sing along to their songs, but I can't because...
0: And he would never give them the money to go and see them like mm-mm, ever. Mm-mm. Well, obviously, if he was in the band, Jeez. if he got out of prison and stopped being stabbed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyway, off that tangent, just has to throw that in there. But Simple Plan responded to David's departure by taking to Instagram and said, We offer our deepest apologies to the women who were hurt by his actions. We are also sorry for all our fans who are disappointed by this regretful situation. We will, as a band, take time to pause, reflect, and put in place guidelines to prevent similar situations from happening.
0: You mean the similar situation that happened again then with the other guy?
1: Five days later. <laughs>
0: i mean at least they addressed it i mean i know that's like the bars on the floor but like a lot of bands are yeah a lot of bands don't
1: who was it that didn't recently
0: was it the day to remember one
1: was it yeah there was some band they that knew he was a pervert for like 10
0: years and they just never yeah. released a statement about it
1: well a week later their management company coalition music revealed the band would no longer work with JDA Wadd, who had not only been a touring musician but had also directed some of the band's music videos due to his sexual misconduct claims while the accusations were unclear, Coalition Music said there was a story they had heard secondhand that they are nonetheless taking it extremely seriously, and they had put a process in place for the person involved to have the opportunity to confidently and safely tell their story. Fair enough to the record company. Mm. But AWOD completely denied this, stating they had no plans to work together anyway, and that that decision was not made because they took the allegations to be true. So I couldn't find anything further on this, uh, but he still seems to be a pretty successful photographer and videographer. And his Instagram name is ironically, Good Guy Chady. Wow. <laughs> the beautiful irony. But he's only posted to Instagram a few times since these allegations, so I don't it's know.
0: Like, I know it'll throw them off the scent. What if, what I if my am name not is a pervert. Good guy, not pervert Chady. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
1: So needless to say, the sixth album didn't make an appearance until last year. The album's title is Harder Than It Looks and was self-released. It was pitched as a return to the band's pop-punk roots because they clearly had left them somewhere. It was such
0: a departure from (laughs) those.
1: It featured a collaboration with Mr. Derek Whitby from Sum 41 on the album's second single called Ruin My Life. I mean, again, the reception for this was the usual, though it seemed to mostly earn praise for being less teenage angsty but more thinking of better days to come.
0: I have to say that I was listening to this and I I was kind of looking forward to hearing their more recent stuff to see if... If it had changed in any way, it hasn't and i ha- and the lyrics are still so embarrassing. there was one song, and I can't remember at all off the top of my head, but it was still it was just so embarrassing and being about like was it being about not being included or being left out of a group or something, and I was like, my dude what age are you like you're not still in school like 20 years ago you released the first album why are you still singing about like not being able to hang out with the cool kids It like, really
1: hit him hard like
0: <laughs> i was like go to therapy and get over it jesus christ like
1: but you think their recipe for success is the fact that they don't bring their fans with them they just make new ones maybe so like they're continuously targeting the target audience of 14 year olds who are still going to high school not having a good time but then once those 14 year olds grow up they don't like them anymore but it's okay because the next 14 year olds then it's like
0: creepy because there's a 40 year old man being like hey school is hard like you're not gonna be like man he gets me school
1: <laughs> is hard though he's not lying <laughs> but like
0: you need someone your own age and you're like, oh yeah, they get me. Like, they know what this is.
1: Yeah, like, like, he was in Work school life is hard
0: so many years ago. Why is he still singing about it?
1: <laughs> uh, one thing I'm really not impressed with or down with about this album David's bass parts were apparently recorded before he left and he's credited on this album. Oh, that's a bit weird. I just think if you're going to part ways with someone because he's a pervert and he admitted he had harmful interactions and you've released a statement saying you're sorry for the fans. Why are you giving him the credit of being on the album? Yeah, because he's going to get royalties and stuff if he's credited. Would you not just cut all ties with him? Why are you like, hey, you're a pervert, but it's grand. We'll still keep your bass parts. It's not like it's hard to play the bass.
0: <laughs> It'd be like, oh, uh, like, it's kind of a big deal. i have to find a new bass player, again to play the parts. Uh, we'll just leave it. That's fine. It's just a bit of pervert. Just <laughs> just a bit of pervert. So
1: Pierre is on an episode of Lead Singer Syndrome, which Shane told and revealed he has often thought about doing solo projects. Why? Well, he decided... He <laughs> Who would- wants this?
0: <laughs> no offence to him. But like, it's not like he has an incredible voice. He has the same pop punk voice as everyone else.
1: Well, he decided rather than waste time on something that might not be successful, he would rather put his energy into something he knows is already successful
0: the one formulaic album released again and again
1: but I kind of I kind of respect that I'm like he knows if he went out on his own it might not be so great I couldn't think of
0: anything else he would do like other than release another Simple Plans album but like just without the rest of the guys imagine he
1: went like uh, what was your man's name Charlie Simpson from Busted do you remember he joined um, what the hell is the name of that band Fightstar Fightstar (laughs) crap name but I really enjoyed their songs
0: he's like I'm going heavy guys back in high school
1: (laughs) This one is going to be heavier and darker than anything we've ever released before. I've listened to that. I don't know why. I was like, imagine he just
0: went in some completely different direction, like French opera.
1: Bonjour. Well, he also said in this podcast that he feels like a fraud sometimes as a singer, because the only reason he did vocals originally was because his vocals sucked the least. Mm, which yeah. I... I can see he does not have the best voice. Like there's nothing wrong with his voice, but it's just
0: very basic. It's like, very it could be anybody. like nasally. Mm.
1: Like very whiny. Mm. But now that we've come to the end, I have a question to ask you. Yes. Planner in their mid forties now. Do you think they have that many years left in their career playing this kind of music? <laughs> well,
0: they're they're in their mid-40s now and they're still singing about being in high school. So, I mean, if they've done it up to this point.
1: But, like, can you really see them in another, like, 10 years doing it? Like, when they're in their 50s? I
0: don't know. I mean, because they only recently played at the When We Were Young. They were all over my Instagram feed.
1: Or did they play at them? Yeah, I saw loads of videos of them and like
0: to be fair they looked like you wouldn't be like oh my god here were these old men like they look great like for their age and everything
1: i do i kind of fancy him a bit he's probably perfect Mm. no he never did it for me pierre bouvier he's no joel madden (laughs) but when you think about it i'm still obsessed with the Baxter boys Mm -hmm. and they're in their 50s are they yeah jesus are they in their 50s and like their songs are like so cheesy but I feel like it's different because oh, yeah, they're singing because they're songs they've released yeah, yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, they're not yeah.
0: writing new songs that sound like that's very they're old songs.
1: Yeah, their newer stuff is probably more mature. Yeah, that's true. All shall be revealed. All shall be revealed. Do you have your songs? My song to skip is on one album. I'll be real. Oh, yeah.
0: There could have been many songs to skip, to be fair.
1: My song to skip is perfectly perfect. Is that what you've picked? Because the lyrics made me want to die. Yeah. Like, I just have the lyrics up here. You might not think you're a supermodel, but you look like one to me. I'd rather have your picture on my phone than on the cover of a magazine. What does that even mean? It's hard to think that a girl like you could have any insecurities. It's funny how all the things you would change are all the things that are cute to me. Like I feel like if a man said that, I'd be like, please. I would throw up on his face. (laughs) On and around his face. Which i don't know because it's like it is really nice and like ah he's telling me that i'm pretty but like is it necessary i don't know it's all a bit too much i it's think it's so just much. too much that you know?
0: was i actually like i listened to one album and i was like oh that's my song to skip and then i listened to the next album and i was like no that's my song to skip and yep. like, there were so many it could have been Where, but that like, ended up being mine as well because
1: um all, this, all the like slow ones at the end of them were kind of the ones where I was like, mm, skip. But the one that, I mean, wouldn't necessarily have a repeat, I would say. But that I wouldn't mind listening to is Between Two, but I'm gonna go with Addicted. That was mine as well. Oh, <laughs> same song. That's hilarious. That's the first time that's ever happened i just think that one's catchy and it's kind of funny
0: yeah for it's that like i don't period. think i want to listen to any simple plan songs again but if it came on i'd have a bop to it like <laughs> yeah
1: like i'd sing along
0: it's just so silly yeah and it was great to hear i'm a dick all over the radio back in the day
1: <laughs> yeah it was but they weren't actually saying dick ah, they were saying addicted <laughs> <laughs> funny guys funny okay so tell us we had the nice easy perverted simple plan who do we have next? Okay,
0: I'm oh actually... God, I hate them. I'm excited. You're always excited. <laughs> <laughs> they only have two albums, which is what sold it to me because we're so busy at the minute. The idea of having to listen to like 10 albums on top of everything else I'm trying to do right now is a lot. So when I saw they came into my head, I looked them up, two albums and a load of singles. So we'll listen to the singles as well because there's not that much music to listen to. Okay. It's cute as what we aim for.
1: I did not know you were going to say that. I know. I and they actually came into my head as one that I might do someday, but I completely forgot about them. They only have two albums. I only have two albums. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I started looking
0: up the story, and there's like, there's a bit of story there as well. So I was like, okay, yeah, definitely no choosing them. But you will then-
1: have a jump in your step and a whipping. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then I kept wanting to listen to them. I was like, no, I have to listen to them. Oh, but I'm excited. Because I kept getting their songs stuck in my head. Just once I started thinking about them. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yes. I'm excited okay that's a good one yeah I like you now
0: <laughs> because you hated me before I was like
1: she's gonna pick I had a few ideas in my head of what you were gonna pick
0: I had several bands and every time I looked them up they had like 10 albums and I was like no I can't I can't yeah but I think we got off easy with enough with Simple Plan six albums and yeah. then easy with the two albums so the next one's probably gonna have to be a long it's one it's gonna have to be Just a cause long because we're running out of bands that don't have that many <laughs> albums
1: well I mean the bands are endless really
0: I mean, if you can find something with only a few albums, go for it. But I think all the rest of the bands that I have on my list have a lot of albums.
1: Um, really quickly, something just came into my head there. Did you see the set, uh, the, the set list? Now, what you call it? For Slam Dunk next year. Oh, the lineup? Yeah. Yeah. Funeral are playing. Yes. We're like, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, don't need to see them. wasn't like I'm not overly pushed. Because you went to Slam Dunk last year and you go a lot
0: of years. I've never been... But you hype it up as like so exciting and I was like oh I'd love to be able to go next year and then I saw the lineup and I was like no mm, it's not it for me to no. be honest no couldn't really be bothered No, I mean be- if download had a good lineup or something I'd love to go but
1: we shall see we have enough fucking bands to go to Jesus <laughs> we <laughs> well are- we're kind of out of we're out of bands until January
0: we have bring me in January but until then we don't have anything well you're probably going to go to a trail i might last minute panic buy a ticket because i really want to see them and i never have and they've been on my list of bands i've always wanted to. oh you to never see. have i've never oh, then seen you them. have to go
1: i know i just have so much stuff to do i'd offer to go with you but i
0: literally don't know them so you've got loads of time I've 25 albums i'll just choose them as my next band and then you'll have to listen <laughs> to all their albums oh. <laughs> i feel like they have 30 albums
1: <laughs> no thanks
0: well thank you for listening to our episode if you want to keep up to date with us find out what we did in brussels from you know getting chased and seeing ladies in windows you should follow us on our social media we are on instagram at foundations of emo and tiktok under the same name actually if i upload the video from brussels uh it's too long for instagram so you have to go to tiktok to see the whole video which is really annoying that's what happened with our manchester video and
1: just in case you were wondering like do we have friends in high places guys just want to say one of the members of funeral for friend follows danny not me but (laughs) that's how popular we are guys just want not put it out there okay
0: i had a really weird week where one of the guys from funeral for friend followed me and then the guy morgan richards who does the saponin podcast followed me as well
1: you're like a celeb now i know i was like me and my I'm celeb like, really mates. don't follow me because i know i'm boring af and i don't <laughs> post anything yeah
0: like, <laughs> they both liked my i think it was the manchester reel like both of them liked it and i was like oh my god stop
1: <laughs> so you should go watch it because it's kind of it must be a celeb
0: it's a celeb favorite we shall yeah. say and when i post the brussels one surely it will also be a celeb I mean, favorite i
1: think pete west is just waiting to hit that like button yeah
0: yeah he's definitely dying for it
1: <laughs> on the edge of his seat
0: um we're also on twitter or x we're just foundations emo but we don't really post that over there so don't worry about it
1: <laughs> but thanks for listening let us know what you think of simple plan and the perverts and don't buy a ticket to Ramstein. okay thanks bye